Welcome back to the Rathacon Minute, the semi-daily podcast where we analyze, discuss, and gush about Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, one minute at a time. I'm Chris LaSalle. And I'm David Stoker. Hey, Dave. Welcome back, Chris. And to you, sir. And we are welcoming back Jonathan Carlyle to the show. Hey, Jonathan. Hi. Hey, welcome back. Day number three. All right. Let's do this. Let's do this. So we're talking about Minute 81. Minute 81 starts with uh, Khan saying, there she is, and ends a minute later with Khan saying, explain it to them. I may have said this before, but I'm going to say it again. Favorite minute. Out of the gate. Favorite minute. Yes, favorite minute. And why is that? Well, I love the line that he gives and the, the way he delivers it is fantastic. There she is. Not so wounded as we were led to believe. So much the better. And the way it ends, too. It's fantastic. Do you find yourself saying that a lot? There she is? I do. Yeah, I'll use that whenever whenever I see something. Yeah. There's a bird. There she is. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Any excuse? Yes. Yeah, I think I'm I'm close to saying it's a favorite minute. Um, But I'm not sure. We'll have to uh, keep talking about it. Well, of these three minutes so far, I would say it's my favorite minute. There we go. All right. Do you have any, Do you have other favorite minutes in the film, Jonathan? Either before or after this one? Um, never even thought about it. But I know. I think probably one reason why this movie hit me so hard when I was a kid, and you know, I remembering it and and liking it and stuff was really the just the emotional stuff at the end between uh, Kirk and Spock. Right. So. Sure. So just the emotional memory of that. It's like, oh, that movie. <laughs> that one. The one yeah. that makes me cry every time. Which, in the last minute, in minute 80, we were talking about all the silliness surrounding the torpedo and stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah. As I was watching it, I was laughing about all the stuff. And then as soon as I saw the torpedo, I got sad. I was like, oh. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um. All right, so what do we got here? So we got this awesome line. Um, it just his expression, too. It changes from him just sort of sitting there bored and his crew sitting there bored. I mean, he jumps out of his seat. I mean, he is so overjoyed that he found the Enterprise. And still, at this point, he obviously does not know that Kirk is on the Enterprise. He just right. thinks he's, he found the Enterprise and is going to take them out. Yep, and he's... Uh... And he's totally psyched that it's not, you know, not so wounded. He's he's looking for a fight. Right, yeah, definitely. And uh, Joaquin's right there with him. They both look like they're ready to eat the Enterprise. <laughs> the expression's on their face. So I know Jonathan wanted to talk about this, and I do too. So let's talk about the crew. Oh, yeah. And their expressions. Um, one thing I wanted to talk about is right when Khan, right at the beginning... It kind of splits between the two minutes, but you still get the whole mm. effect in this minute. Um, the guy right behind Khan, I know that that's the elevator, but if you just watch his walk, like once I started paying attention to him, it's a it's a complete bathroom walk. You know, when you've got <laughs> when you got the bathroom right right <laughs> off the main room, and you're trying to act like yeah, it's all cool, no no big deal, and you can see the moment when like his rhythm that he built in his mind before the door opened, like yeah, I'm just gonna walk out there, like no big deal. You can see the moment where it completely interrupts, like oh, like oh, I, what's going on? I just missed something. <laughs> He's That's got the awesome. book in his hand and everything. 
<laughs> right? He's got a magazine. Yeah. <laughs> I never thought of that. That's awesome. But I, now that I watch him, I, I can never not think of that. This is the um, this is the moment too that I think the contra- part of the controversy of uh, is Khan is Ricardo's uh, Montalban's chest real or not? Right. Yeah. Because uh, mm-hmm. he's got that obviously fake wound, right? The kind of puckers, yes. yeah, puckers up and everything when he leans forward, and uh, I think that's what that's what a lot of people point to when they say, "Oh yeah, his chest is totally fake." Look at that. But I think it's it's just the just the makeup of the scar, right? Yeah, I think so. So going around the room, so you have you have bathroom guy behind, <laughs> but then bathroom in the foreground, boy. yeah, bathroom boy. So the girl in the front, she takes like a she's almost like, <gasps> you know, she's like taking her breath in and is like, wow, you know, the guy to his back left, I think he actually falls and slips off the ledge he's standing on because he goes he goes down. Oh, yeah. As I'm scrubbing, like he steps down or slips down or something. I think he's stepping down. It's kind of slow. But my favorite out of everyone on here has to be the guy to the very right of the scene that's sort of off to the side. And he's like slowly inching. What's over there? What's going on there? What is that? Guy looks like a barbarian. Yes. <laughs> like he slowly like works his way and he's like, what's going on here? What is that? My, my yeah, favorite on that side of the screen, my favorite is uh, Bucklehead. Got a huge belt buckle. Yes. <laughs> and if you if you watch him from like second one of this whole, well, not okay, not second one, but once he reacts, uh, he he gets a smile on his face. He talks to the guy that's off screen that we'll see later on, and he just keeps fidgeting around and then crosses his arms. And once I started watching him, I, it reminded me of. Uh, uh, when I was a teenager in youth group, we would do these skits, and nobody's an actor. We just do these skits, and and uh, when you watch the tapes of the the people in the background when they're told that this thing is going to happen, and you guys just have to react, like you know, that's exactly what he's doing. He just reminds me of everybody in the background. Just yeah, just keep reacting, just keep moving around until yeah, exactly. That's what it is. You don't know what to do. Just keep doing it. Right, but he, he looks like he's reacting to like he saw a puppy running down a street or something. He's very happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Joaquim is more like yeah. Yeah, Joaquim is, has a slow sort of like he's like yes, like oh, he does a double take and then he's all in now. He's like yes. Yeah. Yeah, he's psyched. That's awesome. I have never not paid enough attention to those guys. <laughs> now I'm never going to be able to unsee it. <laughs> Especially bathroom boy. <laughs> or even the barbarian guy in the back. I never noticed the barbarian guy. He's just sort of like off, and then he's just like, "Hello, what's that?" Like and everybody there is seems a, to have some sip. Yeah, sorry, there is a guy that the uh, bucklehead there. He is talking to somebody. He's, yeah, you see him later in the scene. Yeah, yeah. he's he, he comes in later in the scene. You see, uh, you see who he's talking to, muscle guy. Oh, really? Yeah. Did I already talk about the con repeating himself? Yeah. Uh, uh, no, did you? Maybe you should say it again. Maybe he's talked <laughs> about it. Maybe we talked about it offline. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let me let me repeat myself. But no, this is this is the third time, at least the third time, where Khan has re- repeated himself in the film. Um, when he learns that Kirk is no longer a captain, he's admiral, admiral. He keeps repeating that. Um, a few minutes ago, he uh, buried alive, <laughs> buried alive, and now he's there. She is there. She is. So is that just a? Is that just a thing? Is that a, a tick of uh, of cons that he has to repeat himself all the time? 
Mm, I don't know. I think it's the maniacal villain syndrome, isn't it? Is that one of the first rules of being a villain? Repeating yourself? Is that like yeah, some? You, know, you got to have a little. Is that like some extreme uh, comfort measure? Some personality tick? Yeah, he doesn't have a little sidekick that would be, you know, wringing his hands and repeating the, <laughs> repeating the phrase for him. So he's, he's got to do it himself. He's missing tattoo. Yeah. Oh, jeez. He's totally missing tattoo. <laughs> oh my god. I'd love to see that right now. Um, <clears throat> so we cut to uh, the exterior, and now we get to see uh, the Reliant pulling away from Regula. And uh, I like how they did a nice job with it is clearly pulling away faster uh, than the Enterprise was. And if you uh, notice, it's also on the same trajectory coming from the bottom side of the planet as the Enterprise did. So it must have done a full revolution and then come around, and that's when they saw it. So we didn't get to see it do a barrel roll, right? Should have been, as it came around, it would have done a barrel roll, and then again talking about the yeah. <laughs> which direction is up. Yeah, I would have right. loved to seen that move. Um, but yeah, it's on its way, and uh, again, it flies over us. Uh, every time, it seems like every time we see the Reliant, it flies overhead, making me want to duck. But it's a great transition because as it's flying over us, as we pull away, we now see the Enterprise. Oh, yeah, nice point. Good point. Um, uh, heading into the deeper into the nebula, and uh, <clears throat> the the Enterprise is beautifully lit. Yeah, uh, I like that they they added the nice touch of the purples and reds from the from the Mutara Nebula and kind of lit up the bottom of the saucer. I thought that was a, a cool touch. Yeah, that's nice. I like all these space shots. Although some of these shots, the closer the the model gets to the camera, the maybe not quite as enjoyable. I think for me, what diminishes it a little is the just the special effect in the nebula it takes me out of it just a little bit. In this minute, yeah, just the one where the Enterprise is sort of flying by. I, I just, I just don't like it. I don't know why. It just does not look solid to me. Now, as a, a nitpicky thing, are they? Are we in this minute? Are we considered in the nebula yet? Well, no, they aren't I, because. I don't think so. Because Spock says, uh, as we see the Enterprise go flying by, he says, estimating nebula penetration in 2.2 minutes. Reliant is closing. So they have, even though to me it looks like they're in the nebula, um, they have not yet penetrated the nebula. Yeah, I mean, Reliant also, just before that scene, Reliant looks like it's, you know, starting to approach it because it's passing by some of the gas. But yeah, I guess technically they're not in there yet. Reliant is closing. So what is the? Uh, there's the the quick little scene. There's the Reliant coming towards the camera, and then you switch over to the the Enterprise with their their smaller, you know, not the overhead and under shots, but the the shot with the Enterprise. If you look at the Nebula, um, just to the left of the center of the screen, there's a a little curvature in the light there. This is a pre JJ Abrams see. light flare. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out if yeah, I probably I, when I first saw it, I thought it was just like you know, there's some planetary body on the other side of the nebula that lights right. shining off of or something. But it no, it kind of moves. It kind of looks like there's there is some kind of lens flare or something there. Yeah, that's why I thought it was. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Is there is there a sun in this system? There's no sun, right? I don't think so. Yeah, I can't tell what it is. Well, I think it's just the net the. It, to me, it just looks like, you know, when you see 
when they make Nebula, it's just like with the light is shifting, and I think it definitely does move. You know, I know a lot of nebulas, and I never see this kind of thing in a nebula. <laughs> Last time I was passing through one. <laughs> um, my note when uh, Spock said Reliant is closing, my note was, duh. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't we? Shouldn't we all know that? Why, why does he have to actually say that? Well, he's got to point it out. I do it's like the, uh, I, I like Kirk's reaction shot to that, you know, the, uh, you know, the focus zooms in on, you know, pulls away from, from uh, Spock and, and just yeah. shows that profile of Kirk looking all tense and uh, pensive. And uh, I like that shot. Yes. Now, this I, is the, this is the other uh, Christmas reference I was talking about. Oh, what? This just this whole scene, like I, I kept when I was rewatching the minutes, I kept looking at it and I was like, "What is it about this scene that I, I like?" And uh, I mean, it seems dark in there and stuff. And it reminded me of you know when I was a kid at at our house or my grandma's house or something. You just have the Christmas tree lights on and the decoration lights, and you turn all the other lights off, oh. and you just you just kind of sit around and it's nice and nice and I, quiet. So yeah, dark on the Enterprise bridge, and you sort of see those lights like blinking and behind Spock and stuff, and. Yeah, the little uh, little honeycomb matrix behind yeah. Spock there. I, I, I totally see it now. I totally get the what you're thinking. Um, now I'm just kind of I'm starting to relax and chill out. <laughs> um, yeah, I get it. I do. Um, and of course, then we get one of my least favorite parts uh, is this big musical. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that one bugs me. So now both ships are in frame, right? The the uh, Enterprise is quite a ways away, but Reliant pulls into the frame, and yep. uh, and then we get this. So we get the horns, uh, the flashing and, uh, of the lightning, the flashing of the lightning, and, and to me, it's like, oh, geez, that's a nice touch with the lightning, but it starts to feel like uh, for a moment there, we're going into like a horror movie, you know. <laughs> Got this big scary music. We got all these lightning. It's like, ah, we going into a haunted house next. Yeah, yeah I, I, mean, I thought at least in this minute, I thought that was the that shot. I like the lightning, but the shot of the ships, they're you know they're very on track. I thought it was very, I don't know, not cheaper, but one of the uh, more modely type shots, I guess. Yeah, there's, there's, we've definitely talked about the models on the show, right? I love a model. I'm a big fan of models, but you're right. These are not photographed very well. And I don't know if they're meant to be, they're supposed to look better in close-ups and they're just, they're too small for these shots or something, but they do look pretty, they don't, they don't look as majestic. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, I think in that one shot, I think it's just the way they're moving, which is probably the way they would move, but they're just very on track and. Just steady as she goes. Would you prefer if they were like kind of wobbling up and down and stuff? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, I guess they can't yet because they haven't done the whole, uh, you know, thinking on the, the third plane reveal yet. So Right. Oh, yes. Yes. I would have preferred, instead of those big horns that we heard, was if we they would have pulled out a little bit more of the uh, Battle Beyond the Stars music. Mm. That would have been cool. Yeah. I also am not. I don't like the shot that we see from the Reliance view screen, where you just sort of see the Enterprise. It just it, it looks weird. Like you see this little tiny Enterprise out there. It just looks off. Something doesn't look right there. It's blurry and yeah. I don't know. It just looks weird. 
can't believe we're picking at it like this. I know. I love this movie. I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, they probably have to show that before they get to the nebula so that they can show the difference. You know, like once right. they're in the nebula, like, oh, yeah, it looks worse. Right. right. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, the screens are going to look crappy in a little bit. Um, if they go in there, we'll lose them. Yeah, so that means Joaquin is aware of what nebulas do. And you think Khan is not obviously not thinking that way he's more thinking passion you know revenge and i've got to get him oh yeah he's not thinking at all right yeah this is all just uh, pure emotion yeah i think um, we i think we see more of that in the next couple of minutes as well yeah so <clears throat> let, let's talk about it right joaquin says if they go in there we'll lose them <clears throat> and Khan says explain it to them explain it to them the, what is he talking about here because what does this even really mean? The Enterprise wants to lose them. That's the whole point. Well, not from not from their standpoint. They want to they they want to destroy them. So he's so he, explaining to them that if they go in there, we're going to lose you. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's exactly it. Like, why does he want to tell them that? <laughs> does it? Don't they know? I want them to wait for me out here so we can take them out, so we can blow them to smithereens. I mean, it's a it's a fun line in the way it's delivered, right? Yes. It's you know, and what the in the you know what happens in the next minute is it, it's it's fun. But really, when you like stop and think about logically what he's saying, like what is he actually talking about? So is this another like, moment, like uh, you know, where we we talked about Kirk and Spock just having a chat about the lifts in the hallway that that in another universe these guys would just sit down. And it's like, okay, wait, what did you mean by that? <laughs> Explain what to him. Exactly. Yeah, he would stand up and like, hold on a second. What do you mean? What do you want me to do? Yeah, but Joaquin, to, Joaquin knows exactly what he's talking about. He points right off screen. Oh, yeah. I love that get, point. Yeah, Does that happen in this minute? Yeah, yeah, boy. Oh, yeah, it's the last moment, right? Pew. It's like, you do it. All yeah, on that's you. A, that's a cool move. No order there. Just a point. And he kind of sets up the point by starting off the scene by kind of leaning off to the side a little bit. Yep. Yep. <laughs> And then this thing we get we finally get to see the the guy that Bucklehead was talking to. Yep. Muscle guy. Yep. Oh, yeah, Which then kind of kicks off our the girl on the left side. She's not there anymore. She isn't. Oh no, she's there. She's just behind Buckle guy. No, on the left side though? I'm not. Oh yeah, on the left side. Oh yep. Nope, you're right. Yeah, she had her moment. Yep. There must be a quota. You can't have too many too many of the crew in one shot. There's a henchman limit. Yeah. <laughs> One thing I was going to ask, which doesn't really come up in this minute, but, you know, Khan has his crew, and, you know, Khan's the bad guy of the movie and everything. Um, but he treats his crew pretty good, right? I mean, he's not like other bad guys where he's killing everybody, no matter who they are. Well, they're, they're family. They're all yeah, but they even, they even badmouth or not badmouth them, but they, you know, they talk back to him every once in a while, and he doesn't really seem to strike out at him. True. Yeah, that was... That would have been an interesting little display of his character, right? Because we, we've we've definitely talked about how Joaquin seems to get away with stuff, right? Because he's uh, he's definitely talked back, um, and Khan doesn't, you know, smack him over the head for it. But uh, but you're right. That would have been an interesting scene if somebody else defied him and he just said, "You know what? You're getting the eel too." <laughs> what what if he fed all of them eels? Ah, uh, true. Yikes. Oh wait, you're saying what if that's what happened to the the rest of the crew? Oh, maybe I don't know. 
and that's how he's controlling them all. But I guess what? they, I guess, I guess they would die at some point though, wouldn't they? Or just go crazy? Oh my god, that is an awesome theory, Dave. What have we been talking about this entire show? Is how many times have we talked about the henchmen just staring off into space? Staring off into space, yeah. Like Chekhov does and Terrell does. <laughs> that my mind is blown right now. That's <laughs> that's awesome. Could they all be on the eel? On the eel. All right, so we have to ask them. We got to ask the listeners. Everybody else needs to chime in. What do what do people think? Are 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 the henchmen have eels in their head right now? Okay, so I believe Joachim uh, does not have an eel. I agree with that. Yeah, I I would agree with that. I think he's got a he's got a nice he's got a personality. Stands up to Khan. Is there a relationship between those two? So that's something I think we've discussed several times. Is is who is Joaquin? Is he just his right hand man? Is he his son? Is he you know just another crew member? Like who who is he? What do you think? Well, I think this. Uh... I don't know that I have a conclusion, but this movie has a lot of foreshadowing and, and elements of like that, and so maybe this is like the uh, the David Kirk parallel. So, father I, son, I agree with that um, because of what happens later in the um, later in the movie. I mean, what happens to Joaquin later in the yes. battle? Yeah. Yes. So wait, are we saying? Are you guys saying? Are you both saying that you think Joaquin is Khan's son? I think, I think so. I think there's more to just him being another crew member, or I, I believe that there's something more to him than just a mindless crew member or just some other dude. There has to be some sort of either familial relationship or brothers or or something. There's got to be more to it. Yeah, and at least in this scene of all the crew, they're the you know Joaquim has at least the closest hair color that Khan than anybody else does. <laughs> so it's got to be true. Yeah. Yeah. Similar hairstyle too, right? <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe Joaquin's trying, maybe he doesn't know anything, but maybe he just, he senses it. All right. Well, what else do we have for this minute? That was, uh, that was all the notes I had. How about you guys? That was it. Yeah. That was all my notes. Yeah. You've got me, Jonathan. Thank you. That was probably the, the coolest, uh, <laughs> new thing for me to ponder about this movie is, are these guys, all the henchmen have eels in them. I think that's an awesome thing to think about. <laughs> Might explain some of their acting in the background. Yeah. yeah, yeah. At least give you how right. We're giving them the excuse for their terrible acting. So if, we're, so if we're thinking about that, this is 15 years later. And we know that it, it you know, in, they put it in the, in, the, in the host and it induces madness and then death. Is he like swapping these things out? Does he know a oh. way to extract them that nobody else knows about? Yeah. Like when they're asleep, he takes them out and puts two new ones in. <laughs> wow, you guys are – this is very elaborate. I was just thinking, oh, maybe he did it just before we saw them. <laughs> <laughs> now you've got a 15-year run of eels in their head. Wow. Well, I mean, if that's how we're going to – if we're going to, you know – or maybe the eels are just for his enemies. Maybe he's like, you know, made like eel pills or something and he – he makes everybody take their eel vitamins every morning. <laughs> oh, man, this is awesome. I love it. So since we're talking about the eels, I'm going to bring up one last thing. And we sort of 
brought in correlations between this movie and the reboot in 2009 where Christopher Pike and they put the the bug in him is that an homage to this to the eels here oh i think so for sure i would they put so. in his put in his mouth though they do they I'm put sorry. it in his mouth and they don't it's not his ear but it looks like it's a similar creature and i don't think we've yeah. ever talked about it we haven't, and I had forgotten about that part. But yeah, you're right. That's got to be a throwback to that. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I like I like the movies, but uh, I don't think there's too much in there that's not some kind of a throwback to something. Right. Yeah. Yeah, some of it worked, some of it didn't, uh, for sure. I'm surprised we don't talk about that more on this show. <laughs> <laughs> I guess because a lot of a lot of a lot of Into Darkness, you know, even though it's the story, it's you know a con movie of the reboot, it's it's still mostly centered around Space Seed. Um, right. Yeah, definitely. There's elements of Rathocon, but it's more elements of Space Seed, really. That's for another another show. Another show, another minute. <laughs> Space Seed minute? Space Seed minute. <laughs> so, Jonathan, do you have any, any last thoughts on, on Rathocon you want to share? Uh, you know, any, any highlights or, you know, do you watch it every year like we do? I've not watched it every year. No, um, I did when I watched it recently with my son, which may have been his first time actually. Um, he's 16 years old, so I kind of lacked on that one. But uh, <laughs> but I do I don't believe that I said anything about this podcast to him as far as the content, and I just thought it was funny that um, as we were watching it, he was starting to pick out the the exit signs in the background and stuff like that. So. So that was it was pretty fun for me to sit there and, and watch him notice that stuff with, when I hadn't said anything about it. And he and he's only watched it one time. He hasn't watched it a hundred times. Right. Yeah. Which we probably have. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, it, it's it's uh, I've always liked this movie. Um it like I said, the the emotional impact at the end between Kirk and Spock and and uh and that that's the part where I have to you know, like go get some cereal or, you know, go get something else to eat while I'm watching it. And, you know, don't just sit there and watch it or else, you know, I'm going to fall apart. But yeah. Yeah. We were to Dave and I've been talking about, are we going to have guests on when we get to that minute? And I'm like, I don't know if I want to cry with strangers. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I'll cry with Dave, but I don't know if I want to cry with anybody else. <laughs> so, well, awesome. Well, Jonathan, thanks a lot for being here this week. It's uh we've, we've had a great time and uh, appreciate you coming on. Yes. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was it was a immense honor to be asked and to to actually make it work and and uh, this is great. Cool, cool. Yes, fantastic. All right. All right, guys. Well, then uh folks, we're going to uh wrap it up and uh invite y'all to uh find us online. Uh we're at uh on Twitter, at WOK Minute, we're on Instagram and uh we're on Facebook and so is Jonathan at the Wrath of Con Minute Listener Federation. So uh, uh feel Ooh. free to join up and uh, join the conversation. Um it's Friday so we usually ask folks then if you want to go out and uh uh give us a rating and a review on iTunes. We uh, we appreciate the feedback and uh, uh love to hear what we're doing right and what we could be doing better. Um and uh we are going to be back again on Monday with minute 82 of Star Trek 2 here at the Wrath of Con Minute. There she is. There she is. I just did the finger pointing thing, but you couldn't hear it. (laughs) (laughs) Nice.